What's going on, man? What's going on, man? It's your boy Jay Watkins, and I want to officially welcome you to episode two of the Stay Up Podcast, man. The podcast is going to change your life and mine. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to get right into it. We have a great, great, great individual joining us today. The first ever guest on the Stay Up Podcast. I'm going to let her introduce herself. Then we're going to get into the topic that we're going to discuss. We're going to chop it up a little bit, and then we're going to be on our way. So tell the people about yourself, who okay, you are. Okay, so here I am. My name is Alexis Weidman. I'm a student at the University of Greensboro studying communication studies. I actually am going to grad school this fall in the University of Houston to study higher education administration, where I aim to pursue a career in higher education, public speaking, and I want to be an author. So I guess Jay has me on here for the public speaking part of it. Yeah, I mean the public speaking <laughs> part, but also the topic for today which is goal setting and intentionality, goal setting and intentionality. And the reason we kind of took a spin on this, initially it was goal setting, but me and Lex through conversation had a great, great, great interaction discussing what's important when setting goals and what differentiates goals as opposed to dreams. Mm -hmm. And the key word that she honed in on was intentionality. So upon hearing that word, I kind of latched onto it. I stole it from her. (laughs) And now you'll hear me say that word probably... All the time. Oh, 25 to 50 times a week. Okay. <laughs> um, just to kind of get in on it, like to let people know what intentionality is. Um, it's the fact of being deliberate, you know, and purposeful in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So honing in on what that is. But also if we spin it to philosophy, it's the quality of mental states, desires, hopes, dreams. Um, that consists of, you know, directing your efforts towards something um, or a state of affairs that you're interested in so that's kind of what intentionality is in a nutshell right so jumping right in it man right into it the theme for season one as you all know is what you taught me and as i just said goal setting and intentionality is the topic for this episode so we're going to let lex kind of touch on who taught her about goal setting and the reason i chose her uh, for this specific topic is because I've seen her blossom since freshman year um, at the University of North Carolina in Charlotte, though she did leave us for <laughs> whatever reason. Um, we don't hate her for that, but I'm going to let her kind of touch on goal setting and kind of why you got to get out of your comfort zone and, and move around when necessary to achieve your goals. I'm going to let her talk about who taught her how to do that and why intentionality is so important to that. So. Okay, so actually, that's funny you say that since freshman year, because when I looked at the question, I was like, when did I actually start setting goals? Okay. And it really wasn't until I got into college. <laughs> like, I got here and I was like, okay, everybody's doing a lot. Like, I need to set my game up. So I was looking to, like, faculty members and, like, student mentors. And I'll say, like, two people who really guided my um, idea of, like, goal setting. Okay was Nadia Campbell. She's the Associate Director of Center for Leadership Development. And Carrie Barnhart, she's a resident education coordinator at UNC Charlotte. So when I was an RA and I was doing leadership stuff on campus, I looked to both of them kind of for, like, guidance and answers and, like, this is a blueprint, like, but you need to step it up. So I looked to them, and I think Nadia had this, like, this journal that she would carry with her everywhere. And... It had goals for like every day in it. Wow. And I was like, that's deep. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like every that's day, heavy. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> but I started doing it like on a larger scale, like, okay, I can make these goals for like this month or this year. And it really helped me a lot, I guess, without like throughout the past few four or five years. Okay. Nah, and what I was gonna say also to that point, um, I like what you said about how you didn't 
literally copy what she taught you, right? Right. That's And I think that's important because a lot of people try to go after things and do it the same way somebody did it. Though we don't need to reinvent the wheel, so I definitely don't see an issue with following that, everybody can't do the same thing. Mm-mm. And <laughs> we, not be as successful at the same thing. Exactly. So for her, she probably been playing it since college. I don't know how old she is, but she wasn't still in undergrad, right? So she's been playing it for quite some time. So, you know, we can see the difference in planning styles when goal setting. So, And also, her goals were different from yours. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, they change over time. Exactly. So her goals being more on the scale of day-to-day because that's business. Mm-hmm. But when you're in college, you could kind of, you have a little bit of fluidity. Yeah. Kind of, you know, adjust to the things you want to adjust to. Um, would you say when she was teaching you goal setting, was it something that she did intentionally or was it something you just did by observing her, her work ethic and what she was doing? It started off as observation, and then we talked about it, and she actually, like, put on a program to kind of, like, discuss that journal with, wow. like, more people because we thought it was so cool. Like, who who sits here and breaks down your everyday thing? Like, who does that? Nobody. We were college students. Like, we didn't hear. Like, nobody does that. No. So it was really cool. Like, so at first it was just observation, but then we were just like, yo, teach us more. Like, <laughs> intentionally, please teach us more. Teach us more, yeah. And that's, again, I love that because a lot of people keep stuff like that to themselves. Um, and what I want, you know, the listeners to know is ask questions, man. You know, seek the, thing, seek the things you want to know. If you want to know something, you should ask about it because nobody's giving you anything. And as we always say, if you want to hide knowledge, where do you put it? In a book. In a book. <laughs> you put it in a book because people are not going to read. Um, and I'm honing that in to my people of color. Uh, if they don't want us to know something, man, it's going to be in a book. So we got to get in those books and, you know, explore the information that might not be offered to us any other way. So when it comes to goal setting and, you know, intentionality, again, one of my questions that I ask my students often uh, as it relates to passion, because passion is so much a part of goal setting, because when setting goals, you're going after something you want, right? You don't take time out to plan anything about some around something you shouldn't want. So I'm going to ask Lex a question that is very, very um, ground level and basic, but we're going to spin it. So you'll understand, you know, how goal setting relates to passions. And that question is, what is your favorite food? Chicken pineapple pizza. Chicken pineapple pineapple pizza. Okay. Yes. Do you remember the first time and place that you had chicken pineapple pizza? No. You do not? No. Okay. And that's kind of the point for that being is, but you love it to this day, right? Yeah. You'll love it forever more, right? Yeah. That's how passion works. Like that, It just rolls into your life. And that's why I tell my students, like, I know my favorite food is chicken wings. I can't tell you the first time I had a chicken wing, lemon pepper, barbecue, whatever it might have been. <laughs> I don't know the first time I had one. And that's kind of how your passion creeps into your life. You don't know how it got there most times if you find it when you're younger. Now, mm-hmm. if you're older and you find your passion, cool. But for most people who find it you know, early on, you don't know where it came from. For me, I don't know the first time I worked with kids um, or when I mentored anybody. Right, I I have honestly no idea the first time that occurred. So when we spend that, what what is your goal right now or your passion right now, and what are the goals that are carrying you through, getting to the passion that you you know you say you love? Yeah, so I think can I can I speak spend on it. what you yeah, said already? Um, I actually 
do like remember my passion, like okay. learning my passion. Perfect. Um, and I think that I mean it happened when I was like a teenager, yeah. so of course like I was yeah. gonna remember that. But um, mine is like, of course, like public speaking and yeah. writing. So I learned that probably when I was like thirteen or fourteen years okay. old, just kind of as like my outlet, and it became like something that I continue to do and wanted to do, and I still continue to want to do. Um, so my biggest goal right now is just a continue creating platforms for other people to be able to utilize their voice, um, especially people who are part of voiceless communities, like people um, who like age out of foster care mm -hmm. or people who had incarcerated parents or people who have parents that have passed away, like people who have had circumstances that aren't necessarily desirable, yeah. right? So that's what I want to do. I want to be able to give voice, the, a voice back to those people who might have felt like their voice was stripped from them at some point in time. I love that. I love that. So what would you say is uh, the main goal that you have set to give those people that platform? Right. So I started it here at UNCC. Okay. I created my own organization called Soul Speak. And that was like giving everybody a platform on a more artistic level. Okay. And I think moving forward, I want to do that. But the direction I'm going in is a lot different, like not college students, it's to juveniles. Okay. So people, um, youth in the juvenile justice system and kind of giving them that background and that artistic platform to really express themselves and um, unpack unpack everything. Yeah, and I, so moving forward, that's what I want to do. Okay, and I love that because as everybody knows, I work with kids, I love the kids, um, and they don't have a voice. Right. So our kids feel like they're voiceless and they're definitely in communities that aren't supported, mm -hmm. you know, not by the mainstream community, I should say. So a lot of our, our students or youth are on government assistance. Like you said, parents either incarcerated, um, passed away or not around. They mm -hmm. live with grandma. Grandma can't keep up with no 14-year-old boy. Right. She's 85. I don't know how she expects <laughs> to do that. I don't know how y'all expect her to do that. Um, so the kids are kind of painted into a box, and I love what you said. You're using your platform to help them have an escape. Right. Right. So when you talk about writing, when you talk about poetry, spoken word, it's a platform that's not really honed in on a lot in our communities. Um, and I kind of give my students an outlet to write, you know, and kind of discuss the things they're dealing with day in and day out. Uh, what would you say is the most lacking part um, when it comes to expression for youth? Like, do you feel like they don't have access to understanding how many mediums they can use or what, what would you say it is? I think that's it, but they don't see it. Okay. So if you don't see something, you don't know that it exists, right? right. So I know like growing up, like I read a lot of books and like I did my own research. That's when like the internet started getting popping. Like everybody was yeah. like, Google, we're going to Google <laughs> for everything. So I started looking up everything, but if they aren't seeing it, I know a lot of times the youth are so consumed in their environment, right? Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times it's hard to see outside of that. So bringing it to them, you got to bring something to them to learn it or to give them exposure. And so they can ultimately set them their goals for themselves. Right. Yeah. So a lot of times we just think, okay, well you can do better. Like, why aren't you doing yeah. better? Yeah. But we're not giving you any resources. We're not exposing you to new things, new mediums. And ultimately I feel like that's on us. Like the adults who are allowing that. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think even that how you said, 
we have to teach them how to plan around their own goals. Mm -hmm. Because one day they're going to have to grow up. And I don't think people realize, like, the society we're building today is going to have to take care of us. (laughs) Like, like if you you explain it like that to people, that's when they get scared. Like, yo, some of these kids are going to be nurses. Mm -hmm. Some of these kids are going to be doctors. They can't even write in cursive. (laughs) To be honest. (laughs) Like, they can't even type with, like, regular keyboarding format. Like, they chicken pecking, like, Mm -hmm. but they're giving them computers. Yeah. That doesn't even correlate. The school doesn't give books anymore. Everything is online, but you don't keep it, keep it, uh, teach a kid how to type. Like We're taking a lot of shortcuts with the youth and expect them to not want immediate gratification. Literally, and that, but we're pushing that. And so. <laughs> ooh, I'm glad you said that. Yo, immediate gratification. That eliminates goal setting. 100%. Like that, take that. Y'all run with that one because <laughs> that eliminates goal setting. When people think they're going to get something that fast, goal setting is now pointless, mm-hmm. right? You don't even understand what striving towards something is when you expect to get results immediately. I've never seen anybody walk into the gym with a gut and leave out with a six-pack <laughs> in the same day. Okay. If you know somebody <laughs> that sure. did that, tell them to call me or comment under this, email me, whatever you need to do to get in touch <laughs> with me. Because if you got abs in one gym session, we need to talk. Um, But <laughs> really intentionality in everything we do mm-hmm. and when it relates back to the youth we need to teach them how to set goals and how to get past immediate gratification and i think another another issue with that is definitely social media definitely and i mean we do it ourselves like even as like people who are getting older yeah. and stuff like we expect the same thing and we feel down on ourselves when we aren't reaching our goals right like we see other people getting to certain points in life and then we look at ourselves and we're like why haven't I gotten there that quick? Yeah. But it's not our time. Like goal setting, like like we were talking about, like you have to be intentional about how you set that up for yourself and then also be intentional about giving yourself grace. It's so like if you're not reaching those goals in the time period that you think is ideal, give yourself grace enough and like understanding to know that like, hey, it might not be my time, but if I keep planning and putting in the work, gotcha. then I'll get there. <laughs> gotcha. So I know a lot of uh, people, you know, they try to figure out what if I don't hit the mark on my goals? What if my planning is poor or I did what I was supposed to do and I still didn't get the outcomes Mm -hmm. that I expected? Is that avoidable? I don't think it's avoidable. I think it happens to everyone. Okay. Um, I do agree that planning is a big part of goal setting, of course. If you don't do what you need to do, you're not going to get anywhere. As simple as that. <laughs> right? As simple as that. But a lot of times there are external factors that might get in the way. So what do you do? You readjust. You adapt to your situation. On the fly. And you keep your goal in mind. You keep it moving. Yeah, on the fly. And that's, a lot of people seem to not have fluidity. Right. I don't think people are comfortable being uncomfortable. And we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable because just like those little shoes that you can't fit anymore, that you keep squeezing in. <laughs> right? <laughs> Growth is uncomfortable, people, right? When your hair growing, your scalp dirty, right? Simple, (laughs) simple as that. Growth is uncomfortable. You have to learn how to get out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. to grow. And in goal setting, that's going to be literally the basis of all of that. Uh, And kind of touch on when they miss the mark. So when I miss the mark, then what? Like if I don't, if I don't do the numbers I predicted, (laughs) then what? Um, I think at that point, you just have to push yourself harder, right? Uh, You have to... 
maybe cut out distractions, yeah. maybe rewrite your goals in a way that fits the situation that you're in. I feel like a lot of times we have a plan and we have to stick to that plan. And then we feel some type of way if we don't get there. However, <laughs> however, there are so many factors that go into that. We have to be able to adapt. Yeah, you right? have to be able to. Because it's, it's some things you just cannot plan for. Like, you can plan for the weather. You know, you can plan for what you're going to wear. It's just some things like, yo, I'm not going to be able to avoid hitting this. And either you can decide to climb the wall or run through it. Mm-hmm. Or you can sit on the side of it and cry. <laughs> and like, nothing. Yeah, you and do nothing. Sit, you know, you can sit and decide, you know, what you're going to do. But I love um, the point you made to you got to stick to your goal. And that same note, I think people don't realize sticking to your goal is just kind of locking in on what you want. Mm-hmm. But being able to bend and kind of adjust to get there. Now, like a willow tree, you bend but you don't break. Yeah, you bend but you don't break. Now I'm definitely not saying lay down and, and take, <laughs> just take like beating your tail over and over again. That's not what we're saying. No. But what we're saying is you got to be able to adjust to get the things you say you want, right? Uh, and also to your point of locking in, mm-hmm. how often do you think people really believe their goals are attainable? Like, do you think people set goals that they really think they're going to be able to reach? Often. I think with goal setting, you have to. Um, like we talked about before, dreams, no, not so much. Yeah. We dream a, we dream a lot. Whenever. You know, yeah. things aren't obtainable. But with goal setting, that's planning. Like, it takes planning. So you definitely have to be intentional about how you set that up for yourself. And if you do have goals that are completely out of reach, maybe that's a dream. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> definitely a dream. Any, you know, any goal without a plan is a dream. Right. Right, you're just going to be sitting there. Ooh, bookmark that. Yeah. Bookmark it, literally bookmark it. And like I said, Jim Carrey on Oprah talk about how he wanted a million dollars. You can't say I want a million dollars and then go make a sandwich, people, unless that sandwich is going to sell for a million dollars. Right. And if you have that sandwich, I like a slice of it. Um, But when goal setting, you have to be purposeful in your planning. And like Lex said, if you're setting a goal outside of your reach, then that might just be a dream. And I'm not here to kill people's dreams, but we have to be realistic in whatever mm-hmm. we do. And that's big. And I think that's also, like, really big for the youth. Like, we have to... <laughs> Go ahead. Nah, <laughs> run with that. Me, you know? Run with so that. So, I think we have to be intentional about what we tell them. You know, like, so a lot of times, like, we grow up and we think, oh, I can be anything. Yeah. And then... And that's fine. Like, we can we can think that, right? Yeah. But people graduate college and what do they do? Nothing. They're going to be, what, you know what go I mean? Go be like, confused. Uh, go be confused. They uh, end up in an industry that wasn't what they didn't plan for, yeah. you know? So I think goal setting goes back to that as well. Like, be intentional about how you're, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm, I can't think of the word. Oh, <laughs> About how you're putting that out there, like what it looks like, I guess. Yeah, so how you're broadcasting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So how you're giving that to the youth. Such a great... Every little boy wants to go to the NFL. Or rap. Or go to the NBA. Or be NBA. Young boy. You know? <laughs> and that's nothing against him. I, I like him as an artist. But we have to be so realistic because it's rare that people make it to those leagues. And not mm-hmm. saying they won't. Right. Right. I would never tell a kid, hey, you're not going to the league. But what I will tell a kid is, hey, 
You, you can't even come to plan, school. <laughs> you also need another plan. Yeah, you need a backup plan, but you can't even come to school. Right. So how are you going to show up for practice? Like, you, it's the simple things that you put into your life now that you have to relate to later. And like you said, we have to teach them things that they're doing right now that are going to develop later. Mm-hmm. So bad habits you have now, those things are going to sustain, sad to say, and they're going to show up later in your life. If you're a procrastinator, you have to teach yourself not to be a procrastinator. Right. Right. Some Ooh. people are just procrastinators. I'm like a borderline procrastinator. I'm definitely a procrastinator. <laughs> I'm a borderline. <laughs> I won't admit to be a full procrastinator. I'm a borderline procrastinator. Mm-hmm. But only with things just like, hey, I can wait on that. Like, I can take my time. <laughs> That's what we think, right? Yeah. And then you look up like, oh, snap. Time is up. <laughs> they ain't doing 30 minutes and you're hurt. Right. But. Teaching the kids intentionality and backup plans, mm-hmm. and not even the kids. So how ourselves, right? Yeah, I was gonna say, how important is it for us to have a backup plan as adults out here, working individuals who have, you know, varying passions, varying goals and dreams. We like to look at ourselves as multifaceted individuals. Right. How important is it for us to have a backup plan? Very. I don't believe in putting all your eggs in one basket. Okay. So happy Easter, people. <laughs> right. Happy Easter. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have to have backup plans. You never know what's gonna happen, right? Um, and I'm, I'm a firm believer right now in the day and age we live in, if you don't have multiple streams of income anyway, you're not going to be living how you want yeah. to live. So not only having a backup plan, but making sure that your goal setting is like multifaceted <laughs> as well, <laughs> like making sure that you're catering not only to the financial side of life, but your passions in everything. Yeah. And I love you said that because we have to be well-rounded to be happy. <clears throat> right. And I'm, I'm a foreign believer that happiness is an ongoing process. Right. You have to continue to create ways to maintain happiness. Right. Money is a form of happiness to some degree. Right. Because a lot of people say, you know, money isn't the, you know, the root of happiness. I definitely agree with that. But it does feel much better to cry in a Benz than a 92 Honda. Right. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, it's some things that money can kind of kind of adjust for you. Uh, but I definitely like that, that you have to set goals in each area of your life. Mm-hmm. So set goals to have multiple streams of income. Set goals to fulfill those dreams that you have. Like, hey, I want to do a podcast, so I have to do this, this, and this. Or, hey, I want to do a TED Talk, so <laughs> I have to do <laughs> this, this, and this. Speaking on TED Talks, Lex right. just did a TED Talk. I Another did. reason why she's here. <laughs> I'm going to let her talk about that, too. Go ahead and plug that real quick. Oh, so I did a TED Talk. It's called... I am a statistic, at least that's what I was told. It talks about growing up with a parent who was incarcerated and being able to evolve beyond my circumstances as I got older, tapping into my passion, tapping into my power, and utilizing my voice to give a voice back to voiceless communities. So that's really what the premise of it all was. It's going to be on YouTube soon. Is it? So look me up late. We can find it on YouTube? (laughs) Okay, bet. So I'll make sure y'all got her full and last name (laughs) and the information. But again, all of that took planning. Right. Not only to write and practice the TED Talk, but planning to get to the things that she wanted out of it, mm-hmm. right? In life itself, the story that's being told created um, needed planning to be created. So we have to be intentional in that and in everything we do in every area of life. You know, be focused and purposeful with your planning. Early on in the conversation, Lex kind of touched on how one of her mentors educated her and a few of her peers on a specific way of goal setting. Mm -hmm. But through research, because I always love to research whatever we're talking about, any topic I come to you with, 
I've thoroughly researched just so I can have good information, good backing, and good foundation on the conversation. And diving into you know goal setting, I learned that there's like a hundred different sites teaching you <laughs> how to set goals. They had a twelve step process on goal setting. That's a lot. That's I think that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, little, a bit much. And to the same people that made that, I want to you know kind of get on y'all head because they took a shot at life coaches. I'm a licensed life coach. Yeah. I think life coaching is a great thing and important for people who have no idea what they want to do, people who know what they want to do but don't know how to make a plan, um, and then some people who are just out of whack <laughs> with what's going That's on. True. That's why they have careers. In yeah, college, exactly. Right? <laughs> because everybody's learning. We're always learning. Uh, but I kind of want to hone in on the point you made earlier and kind of spin it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So she taught you all a an avenue. Mm-hmm of goal setting or planning. Do you think, you know, the majority of your peers took that information and ran with it and applied it over their life? No, (laughs) probably not. (laughs) No. And why do you think that is? I don't think everything works for everybody, right? So you have to find the way that works for you. So that might be doing a whole journal. That might be putting a sticky note on your mirror so you can see your goal every morning. It might look a lot different. So I don't think they t- a lot of people took her method yeah. and ran with it. But I do think it sparked conversation about around goal setting. Yeah, so that I, was important. I think that and I think that's the point. And even probably why she did it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can discuss that with her later. But I think that might be a good way uh, to do it. And even I'm I'm kind of getting ideas right now, honestly, through the conversation of how I want to mirror my goals. Me right now, personally, I use a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm That's a, a visual one. type of guy, so and it feels good to kind of check that off your board, or like erase it. Yeah. You know, like I got three things on that right now. One of them I completed. Two been on there for two weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> no borderline procrastinator. Okay. I got a little bit more time to get those done, mm-hmm. um, but. When we talk about avenues of goal setting and avenues of planning, take what Lex said you know, to heart. You have to make sure that you have goals set out for each area of your life. you know. And if you want to break that down into a couple of things, we can help you out with that. I'll say one would be fitness. Um, well, I have uh, my goal setting method. I have a You can whole, share the keys. Yeah, I got you. For free? For free, I uh, guess. Today. Bless the people. Bless Just for, y'all Just go. for stay up because um, it's going to change whose life. My life and yours. That's it. Okay. So I have this, what I call, reminder binder, right? Okay. Cool. (laughs) The reminder binder. The reminder binder. Everybody laughs when they hear that. (laughs) And it has eight different tabs. Eight? Eight. So my first one is like self-care. Okay. The next one is finances. Okay. Um, Professional development. Okay. Writing. Um... There's a lot, you know, in yeah. that binder. <laughs> eight to be specific. Academia, right. And then the last one is to have fun because that's a goal of mine too. So we got so, five out of the eight, y'all. Yeah, you got so five out of the eight. Y'all can just work with those five. The and, other three know, are probably near and dear to her heart. Yeah. <laughs> she gave y'all five for free. So I'm I'm going to get the other three. I'm going to get the other two when we cut and then I might share them with y'all later. But <laughs> those five right there, take those. Run with them. Which one do you think is most important? Ooh, definitely the self self care piece, yeah. right? Because if you don't have that, you're not going to be able to evolve in any type of way. So take, you have to take care of yourself, take care physically, of yourself. emotionally, mentally, and making sure that you're taking care of the relationships in your life that make sure that you can stay level headed as you're going through the journey of goal setting and trying to get to where you want to be in life. Heavy. So how 
to that point, how many people or how important are the people around you to the goals that you set? Ooh, like, so important. One of my favorite quotes is, you are the five people you spend your most time around, right? You end up having the same type of drive as them. Mm. You end up going, it's kind of sort of in the same direction. Yeah, you if, you spend, <laughs> if you spend time with five people, okay. right, and one of them is always drinking, you probably gonna drink when you're around them. Okay. They're always smoking. You probably gonna smoke when you're around them. Okay. If they're always playing ball, you gonna worry about playing ball when you're <laughs> around them. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. focused on your goals, right? You need people around you who are pushing toward the same direction, or else you'll end up just complacent and like other people. If and that might not be what you want. That's it good. might be what you want, but it might <laughs> nah, not. Nah, that you ain't want. what I want. But <laughs> if you have goals set in mind, surround yourself with people who have goals set in mind and are intentional about it and talk to you about it so you can talk to them and feed off of each other yeah i love that like and now i'm sitting here thinking about my you know my five closest homies we Uh-oh, thorough we it? thorough <laughs> we thorough nah we thorough out here we moving we moving forward okay, okay, we staying good. up out here we staying, there's no pun intended you know keep my heads above water but definitely i like that because that's really got me thinking you know the people you surround yourself with and even though you, you take that into account but i think most people take that into account as an image thing, right? Yeah, like, I definitely. hang around these people because... Because they look good. They, they can dress, good. you know? They can dress. <laughs> or they they got the... They know everybody at yeah. every club. We don't never sit in line or mm-hmm. whatever, but you don't realize... But what more? Like, what, what more is beneficial to the relationship? If yeah. you're not pushing me towards my goals, if you're not supporting me, if you're one of Jay's friends... Oh, you probably won't hear this. But if you're one of Jay's friends and you're not listening to this podcast, like... Somebody can tell We need to, you know, reevaluate. You should reevaluate. And if you're not supporting Lex on anything she's doing, like, Lex, can I buy you some pins? Because I know you're right. Or do you need a new reminder binder? Right. Uh, some tabs or whatever you might need. Uh, but on, on a serious note, you have to support the people around you because they're supporting you. And as Lex just explained it subconsciously, because mm-hmm. you're not even realizing what you're picking up on around people, right? So now I'm kind of like, man, y'all might be a little stressful. Yeah, how are you influencing where I'm trying to get in life? Because it matters. <laughs> it does matter. It does matter. And then, you know, those people realize what you're doing for them as well, mm-hmm. right? You have to be cognizant of the, the role you hold in people's lives and how you support them or how you down them. Mm-hmm. That's what? a big one. I like to talk about that. What? One. Which one? <laughs> the fact that we need to be cognizant and self-aware of how we show up in relationships. Because a lot of times we come to them, and we're only in relationships for the benefit of ourselves, right? And we don't think about what might this other person need from me. We don't ask them those mm. questions, right? And so I think with the five people that I surround myself with the most, I like to take a step back and be like, "Hey, like, what can I do?" Yeah. If there's anything I can do, like, how can I help you get to that next level, right? And even if it might inconvenience me sometimes, I'm willing to do that for those people because I know that, hey, there's a bigger picture in mind. And that return on investment is going to be great, not only for them, but for myself, because that's who I surround myself with. So we all move power team, right? Power circle, (laughs) uh, as Maybach Music calls it, power circle. (laughs) No weak squares in my power circle. But (laughs) I love that so much. Realize your interactions with people, right? Because I think a lot of people, even with me, the whole life coach thing, mm-hmm. and you know that that's serious business to me. But even before then, I found my passion in helping people, like right. just like you. I I want to give a voice to the voiceless. I want to help people find direction and whatever they're trying to do. But at the point that people started texting me and not even saying hey, 
Y'all got a problem. <laughs> huh? That happens to me all the time. Literally, I just got a text. Do me a favor. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, yo. Like, no. <laughs> like, they don't even... What are we doing here, people? You showing people their worth. Mm-hmm. Like Maya Angelou said, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Right? The first time. Believe them. The first time. Because <laughs> that was the that was the truth. Off, off gate, off bat. But definitely cognizant of the role you hold in other people's lives. And remember, like Lex said, the return on the investment. Because when your people are getting better, you're getting better. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you're getting better, your people are getting better. You're never working for just yourself. Right. Everything I do right now is never for me. Right. And I call this podcast, you know, stay up podcast, stay uplifted. And I say it's going to change your life and mine because that's what it's about. And also, I'm building something for people I haven't even met yet. Right. And those people being my children. (laughs) (laughs) This is for them and the people to come after them because we have to give them something um, to believe in. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up right here. Lex, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. My very first guest. Um, she's been excellent giving you the keys. I hope you're running with them because I have a couple PowerPoints that I do in presentations on success. I hope she don't mind because I'm taking about two of those. <laughs> but I'm going to give you your credit okay. <coughs> when I use them. Okay. Um, but I'm going to let you have words with the people. You know, Tell them what you got going on, anything you have coming up, anything major happening in your life, whether it be in education, personal, business-wise. Um, and then you know, give them a few words of encouragement. Right. So first, I'm just going to say thanks for having me. I'm, you know, I'm honored. I'm honored to be the first guest on Stay Up. Okay. So um, just coming up, I actually have kind of freed myself of a lot of things because I'm about to move to Houston in June, right? Houston, H-Town, get ready. Get (laughs) ready. for grad school. Um, I actually have a grad assistantship in the urban uh, development program. Heavy. Right, so that's exactly what we so were talking just, about. So you just you just following your dreams, you know, setting my goals and meeting them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like that. So All that's right. coming, you know, in the next two years. That's what I'm be doing, working with the youth of Houston. Okay, um, and that's that, really. Um, moving forward, I think everyone, you know, just keep a clear mind. Make sure you're putting forth the effort to get to where you want to be, because things aren't just going to fall into your lap, and it ain't going to happen instantaneously. Right? We got to remind ourselves it's a journey. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. The marathon. The marathon. And the marathon continue, man. Again, thank you guys so very much for joining us for season one, episode two of the Stay Up Podcast, discussing goal setting and what's important when setting goals and going after things we truly, truly say we want in life. Special thank you to Alexis Whiteman for joining us. She's such a powerful, passionate, and busy individual. So I want to say thank you to her for taking her time out to join us here on Stay Up. You can find her TED Talk on YouTube by simply searching her name, Alexis, A-L-E-X-U-S, Weidman, W-I-D-E-M-O-N, TED Talk, and it'll pop right up. You can also follow her on Instagram to get some positivity throughout your days because she's always feeding positivity on there. Her handle is A as in Alpha, N as in November, Weidman. So A-N, her last name, Weidman. Make sure you go follow her so you can stay in tune with the things that she's doing. Again, I want to say thank you guys for listening. I look forward to having you all here next time for episode three of the Stay Up Podcast, and I got something great in store. Be blessed. Y'all stay up. Love. Love.